Okay, good morning everybody. Good to see you all uh, today. Uh, let's ask God for his help, first of all, please. Uh, Father, as this morning we consider John the Baptist, and then briefly something of your son, the Lord Jesus. We pray that you'll speak to us. May what we learned from what happened so many years ago touch our lives today for Jesus' sake and glory. Amen. John the Baptist. Well, as we know, the key role of John the Baptist was to prepare the way of the Lord. And for those that uh, logged on yesterday, you'll remember that yesterday it was Christmas. We had Christmas Day, and I hope you all had a lovely Christmas Day. But that doesn't mean that uh, today is Boxing Day. Uh, today we're going to be Boy Scouts. We're going, we need to be prepared. Okay. And so uh, the passage of scripture is Luke 3. And first of all, verses 3 to 9, be prepared to face your sin. Be prepared to face your sin. Uh, at the end of uh, Zechariah's song in Luke 1, we read that the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. And in our passage for today, we read, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And quoting the prophet Isaiah, John the Baptist didn't mince his words. He told the people that Messiah was coming. And all the people will see God's salvation. How wonderful. But they would need to change. He wrote, the axe has been laid to, to the root of the trees. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Be prepared to face your sin. Then verses 10 to 14. Be prepared to change your way of life. But how? What do we need to do, people would say. Echoes of what was going to happen on the day of Pentecost when Peter preached. And the answers that John the Baptist gave were echoes of the teaching that Jesus would give concerning the kingdom of God. To people in general, he would say, you have two shirts? Then share with someone who has none. To the tax collectors, he was specific and to the point. Don't collect any more than you're required to. And to soldiers that uh, Luke writes would come to him. Don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. People need to be prepared to change their way of life. Then in verses 15 to 18, People need to be actually be prepared for Jesus himself. Be prepared for Jesus. Although John the Baptist was fulfilling his ministry, preparing the way for Messiah, people began to think that perhaps he was the Messiah. And John, of course, needed to put them straight on this. There could be no ambiguity with this one. John knew who he was. And he knew what his role was, and he knew who Jesus was. And Jesus, John answered them all. I baptize you with water, 
but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. But uh, we also see with John the Baptist that if we're going to be followers of Christ, proclaimers of Christ, verses 19 and 20, we need to be prepared to suffer for Jesus. Be prepared to suffer for Jesus. We've already seen how John the Baptist was not someone to mince his words, regardless who, of who they might be and whatever position they may have held in society. So then, not surprisingly, he finds himself in trouble when he's critical of the lifestyle of Herod the Tetrarch. When John rebuked Herod the Tetrarch because of his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, Herod added this to them all. He locked up John in prison. Then in verses 22 and 22, be prepared to follow and obey Jesus. Be prepared to follow and obey Jesus. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. In Matthew's uh, account of the baptism of Jesus, uh, he tells us that Jesus actually went to John the Baptist to be baptized. But this didn't seem right to John. If anything, it should be the other way around, Jesus baptizing John. But Jesus considered it to be right before God to be baptized. This is what his father would want. But then again, it was also right for him to identify himself with humanity. After all, he was the word made flesh who had come to dwell amongst us. Truly God, yet truly man. And then he would provide an example for the likes of us, who he would call uh, to follow him. Baptism by immersion is one of those two ordinances that believers in the Lord Jesus should obey. Communion is the other, as we know. And God looks for us to be obedient to him in each of these not just his good habits or for them to become ritualistic in our lives, but because we have come to love God. It's something that we would want to do because we have come to love God because he has first loved us. Jesus said that if we love him, then we should keep his commandments. Remember the words of Peter that uh, referred to at Pentecost, his call to the people was repent, and be baptized. The two went together. Somehow in uh, life today, it seems to be more usual for people to repent and come to Christ. And then you wait forever for them to become baptized. And uh, there's something refreshing. I understand the reasons why that may be so, but there's something refreshing about people coming to Christ and being baptized. I think it's said of C.H. Spurgeon that he preached with an open baptistry <laughs> and people who responded 
were baptized at that time, that moment of faith. And so God looks for us, looks for obedience in his children. As human parents look for obedience with their children. And when we read the Bible, we find that as a general rule, obedience is the pathway to blessing. Verses 21, 22, be prepared to, to please God. As he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him, that is Jesus, in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, whom I love, with you I am well pleased. Obedience is not only the pathway to blessing, but it pleases God. And Paul writes to the Christians at Corinth that we should make it our goal to please him. So be prepared to please God. Do those things, live that life that is honouring to him. And our passage today concludes with Jesus setting out on his ministry. And we'll be looking at that a little more tomorrow. And uh, he's setting out on his ministry with the people thinking of him as the son of Joseph, the carpenter. Luke then lays out for us that amazing genealogy that starts with Joseph and finishes up with Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. <laughs> More than Jesus, the son of Joseph, the carpenter's son, the son of God. And so we see that the coming of the living word into the world poses many challenges for us today. If we lift them to our present day situation and apply them to our lives and to the whole world as the gospel is proclaimed. We need, people need. To face our sin. We need to be prepared to change our way of life. Be prepared for Jesus. Be prepared to suffer for Jesus. Be prepared to follow and obey Jesus. Be prepared, be prepared to please God. And so may God help us in our lives uh, to face up to these challenges for ourselves, for our blessing and for his glory. Amen.